Hi everyone, and welcome to the Six to the Sticks podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Smith. This podcast aims to shine a spotlight on local businesses, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who are helping to create a rich and diverse culture within our community. From craft breweries to coffee shops, from contractors to designers, our community is made up of inspiring people and businesses. Join me as we take a closer look at these amazing people and listen to their stories. Like many entrepreneurs, my guest today started her own business because she couldn't find exactly what she was looking for when she was working on her own design project. What started as unique tiles has expanded into wallpaper, yoga mats, and other cool custom work. She thinks the sky's the limit and you're only confined by your imagination. Please welcome Shay. Hi Shay, how are you? Good, how are you, Leslie? I'm good. It's so great to meet you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's fantastic to to chat live with you. Um, I'm a huge fan of your work. I will um I stumbled upon your business through um Amanda with Gumtree. I'll give her a little shout out because they do awesome work. She posted these absolutely fantastic uh custom tiles that you had done for her and um yeah i they were um uh, album covers and yeah. uh, i'm you know as a 90s girl um all about the uh the the grunge uh the grunge music scene still uh so yeah i was just like oh i have to i have to check out this business and uh, i've been a fan of her since so um yeah your your work is absolutely awesome i love it and I can't wait to sh- uh, share a bit, uh, have you share a bit more with kind of people about it and, and what you do and stuff like that. So um, for those of you who are, for those people who are listening that aren't familiar, um, I'd love it if you could just share a bit about yourself and, and your business and, and what it is that you sort of do. Yeah. So my name is Shay. I am the owner of The Good Tile. I'm actually the only person that works here for now. <laughs> uh, I started this business three years ago. Uh, and it's, uh, I basically specialize in the make of, uh, custom luxury vinyl tiles as well as glass tiles, but, uh, but also peel and stick wallpaper. And I'm kind of known for having this eccentric style, uh, out of the box, kind of bold, uh, colorful, playful patterns. And that's what I feel people are gravitating towards. Um, and yeah, this, this has been what I do for the last three years. I have a background in interior design, so that's what I've done prior to this business and construction as well. So here I am, I somehow transitioned into all of this and it's been a wild journey since. It's, I find your eye for design is uh, so unique. Like you, you, especially I noticed it with like your, um, like tile and wallpaper designs. There's quite, from what I've seen, there's quite literally nothing like it. Um, and I'm just curious, like, how do you, um, do you, do you love art or is it just your, um, your experience within interior design sort of just translated into wanting some more freedom or it's just, I find it so, your stuff is so cool. Um, and as I say, super unique. So I'm just, I'm curious how, uh, you know, one prior career translated into what you're doing now. Yeah. Well, thank you, number one. You're very kind. Um, <laughs> always a very creative, artsy kid. Like, since the beginning, um, even my mom would, would tell me and remind me um, when I was a child, I would, and if my friends were over, I would either gather all my friends and we would start, like, coloring and 
drawing together or I would ditch everybody and go to my room and start coloring and drawing on my own. So ever since I was a child, that, that's how it's like being creative and being artsy has always been my thing. Um, and <laughs> when I grew up, I didn't know what to do with this kind of, I guess, creativity and how to can transition or make it a career. Uh, so my mom didn't even believe that I could make art into a career. So I had to find something kind of close enough <laughs> that I could use these skills in and um, still have a proper career. So I, I went into interior design because I loved it too. So that's how it started. Uh, and then I left interior design and construction because I'd always had this desire to be my own boss and an entrepreneur. Um, and I fell into this because I got inspired while I was on a trip to Morocco by all the beautiful tile work there. And I came home so inspired. I wanted to bring all these looks into my home, but I couldn't really find uh, similar designs here. Um, so I started experimenting on my own and I started posting things on social media of all these experimentations uh, and people kind of dug what I was making. So I started to just make more and it just evolved into this wonderful business. That's awesome. Now, yeah. I'm curious if like how has your like you were I'm assuming interior design and construction was a little bit more of your standard like um, your typical job, right? How was um, your initial experience being an entrepreneur? Like, what was that like? Was it, you know, super scary? What sort of made you take the leap? Because I know based on everyone I sort of chat with, there's always that moment where people are like, yep, I'm done working for someone else. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do this for myself. And I'm curious for you, what was that either? What was the catalyst? What was that moment that yeah. you knew you were ready? I think I always had it in me. I had this innate desire to always be an entrepreneur or do some, to be my own boss at least. But I never had the experience when I was younger to, or the courage even to do it, you know, at an earlier age. So I waited till I gained a little bit of experience, uh, gained some confidence. Um, but also I think things fell apart in the corporate world for me and my job. And that was kind of, that kind of pushed me towards the edge. And I, it was then I decided that I've had enough of this. I'm going to take the leap of faith, uh, trust myself. I failed many times before I started this business, by the way, trying, started trying to start other businesses. Um, but I knew in my heart that this is what I wanted to do. And I kept pursuing it every time. Um, and it finally stuck. And here I am. Now, I'm curious, you're very creative. Have you found the um, having to wear the many hats like the I know for me, the 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 business side of being an entrepreneur can be a bit, um, you know, can be a bit boring. How is that for someone as creative as yourself who probably really loves the creating aspect of what you do? Um, how do you manage or how do you find the the having to do the business side of it? How has that been? That's actually a great question because, as you said, I'm a very creative person. So doing the business side of things does not appeal to me whatsoever. Uh, and I'm lucky enough that my husband helps me a lot with some of the administrative work, some of the accounting work, um, which I have not only no interest in, I know nothing about. And nothing in, in school or even working for a corporate job can prepare you for that. You just have to learn as you go. Uh, I still hate it. And I still sometimes I'll tell you this: I, <laughs> I hired someone temporarily uh, once 
just to kind of enter all my expenses onto a spreadsheet because I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> totally, I totally get that. I I I uh, have before in previous roles. It's like, well, how much more do I have to work just to be able to pay someone else to do this? Okay, I'll do that, right? And it, I just think it's just working smart because if you know you're not good at stuff or you don't want to do stuff, you might mm -hmm. as well do the stuff you're good at and kind of outsource the stuff you're not good at. I, I think that's what kind of separates like, you know, people who take on a job versus like the true entrepreneur who's a, who's building a business, right. It's like knowing, yeah, this I suck at, or I just don't want to do it. And it's better to just pay someone who's capable of this and who knows what they're doing. Right. Like I would never do my own taxes. Uh, so you know, I, I don't know the first thing about it. I'd way rather someone else uh, do it. So, you know, the CRA doesn't come knocking um, because I messed it up. <laughs> Me too. I'm 100% with you. If I don't know something, yeah, I can probably learn it. And I probably should have an idea of it as a business owner. Uh, but if I'm able to just source it out to someone who actually knows what they're doing instead of me trying and attempting, and I know for sure that I will mess it up, then why not do that? You know, um, so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of help. That's for sure. I couldn't do this alone. I have a very good support system. I think that's so key. And I think that's something that um, I feel like is hard when you're an entrepreneur because you don't want to have it seem like you're asking for help, like you're not doing well. So I just think we have a tendency to want to do everything ourselves because we don't want to ask for help because we don't want people to think the our, our uh, leap of faith to run our own business isn't going well. Um, you know, but I have found myself as well, like my, my family and the people that matter are my biggest cheerleaders and champions and supporters. Um, you know, and, uh, it's really been a bit of a different mind shift to, to realize that they are here to help. Not, they're not looking for an opportunity to wait until you fail. They're just looking for an opportunity to help because they really believe in you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, you don't want people around you who, uh, will discourage you or uh, don't believe in you or pounce the minute you fail. You need people who are really genuinely there to help you and support you. And have you had that, like, do you, have you ever sort of encountered um, or had experiences where you feel like, um, you know, not everyone has been excited as about your, your new endeavor into the world of entrepreneur. Have you had any challenges like that where um, you've had to sort of feel like you have to justify this new path because, you know, people think you're crazy to be doing something that's got no guarantees, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I had, uh, I guess, I was around a lot of people in the past um that I didn't really gel with too much so I decided to completely cut ties sever ties with those people because I started to realize that they really weren't my friends and they weren't really genuinely there for me or happy for what I do right so I cut these people off and kind of started out on my own with with brand new with like a brand new set of friends um and that helped moving forward. So I knew that these new people in my life were genuinely there for me. But now I'm facing new challenges as I grow online a little bit. Um, there's more more trolls and more haters out there that are coming into my world and into my DMs. And they're not, you know, they they always have something to say, something negative. And you kind of don't have to. You can't care about it. It's it's too it's too petty. It's too trivial. You just have to let it go. Keep doing your thing. Focus on what makes you happy and not really worry about anyone else. 
you raise a really good point, um, especially with social media, because I think there's such a focus on like growing your following and having, you know, brand awareness and exposure. You have a lot of it. And now you're seeing um, a negative side of it. So share with me a bit of that, like if you were not really expecting that or what that's been like, because, you know, you you speak from a place of having probably above average followers than most people. Um, and, you know, what has that been like for you? Um, so I, I, I didn't know I was going to grow my Instagram or my, my social media following this quickly, to be honest, which is a blessing. It's, it's great for my job, uh, and what I do, but I also didn't realize that there were some people who weren't going to be very happy with me, even though I don't think I'm really doing anything that offensive, but sometimes I'm a little bit sassy. Maybe that's why, (laughs) but honestly, it doesn't bother me. I think you have. Being an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence in yourself uh, and you can't let people's opinions, um, you know, uh, 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 affect you. So that's that's how I'm doing it. I really don't care. They can talk all day. I actually sometimes, and I probably shouldn't be doing this, I troll them back sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't have, I have time to deal with this. I'm just going to brush it off and move on with my day. But you really can't care. And you have to be very confident with who you are. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so speaking of confidence, you quit your job, you go to Morocco, you've got, you're inspired, you come back. How did you, like, how did your concept um, and your idea translate into kind of this this thriving business? Like, were you, you know, designing tiles on your computer? Were you doing it like physically? Um, and you know, how did kind of, what did that, that sort of in those initial few, you know, months, weeks look like as you're trying to, you know, sell this idea to other people? Yeah. So I started conceptualizing back in 2017 at the end of 2017. That's when I came back from my trip and I was so inspired and I knew how I wanted this tile to look like. And I tried different methods to bring that vision to life. And I, started out stenciling tile. I'm like, okay, so maybe I can get some sort of a design onto a tile by stenciling. It worked, but it really wasn't, you know, it was mediocre at best, to be honest. And then I kept researching and researching and to find out how to get these designs in my head um, onto a tile. And I, and essentially I had to, I learned that I have to invest in these equipment, these expensive equipment. And I knew that's where I would take the risk. And I realized that I, I believed in my idea so much that I decided to take the risk and invest in these equipment um, that are helping me make all these tiles. Like I'm making some right now. <laughs> oh, I love those. Those are yeah, awesome. They're stunning. And I just believed in it enough to take the risk, um, you know, take take um, or remortgage my house, to be honest, to take out some money to invest in myself and in my business. Um, and I just... I I went for it. I'm a girl who just went for it. That's so uh, fantastic because I feel like that sometimes um, is sometimes the hard part, right? It's like you are at a point where maybe there isn't the money to invest or you have just this last little bit and it is sink or swim. And I think it's such an inspiring message from someone like yourself who did, who just went for it, who took this gigantic risk um, and just had like, just had the faith 
that, you know, I know my hard work, I know what, what I have is going to be successful. And I just have the faith that, you know, like failure isn't an option. And I'm this is just gonna work, right? You are absolutely right. You know, at, at that point, you have no option. I had no job. I, I quit my job. I had no B plan, no backup plan, no nothing. So I was so determined. I was almost obsessed. Um, I had to make this work. I had no option. Plus, at the time, I realized that there was no product like what I had in mind in the market. Coming from an interior design background, I kind of um, uh, found this void in the market with the decorative LVTs or luxury vinyl ties. You don't find them there. So I was kind of onto something and I realized that and I kind of wanted to just trust that and, and go for it. And I'm so lucky and grateful that it was a success. And just from your background, has that been helpful to sort of connect with people in the industry and sort of have places where you can showcase your work and stuff like that? Like has have you found that, you know, while you sort of maybe left into your design, that experience has sort of helped with connections to get your, um, you know, to, to showcase to people what it is that you do? Or do you sort of um, like, do you feel like social media has been the, the biggest thing that's helped with your with your success? Um, so far, social media is the, the one tool I use to advertise and to promote my business. And it's been incredible uh but of course designers are the ones who are interested in what i do and they're the ones who have the ability to take what i do to their clients and and use it right so they play a very important role in in my business and in the growth of my business actually i launched my first show uh, at, or sorry, my first, um, I, I launched at the interior design show back in 2018. That's when I launched the entire, the entire line. And I met wonderful designers and I made incredible connections that led me to even greater opportunities. Um, so, oh yeah, they play a huge, huge part in my, in, in this business and the growth of it. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I'll ask, I hate, I can't believe that uh, a year later, I'm still asking about COVID, but I feel I would be remiss if I didn't sort of see, you know, for yourself, has, has that had any impact, like good or bad? And I know, you know, at least personally, we've done stuff around our house that we didn't think we would because uh, I'm sick of looking at the same walls. We're not traveling anywhere. Um, so that has certainly been, um, you know, been a catalyst for us. I'm sure lots of people are like that. So do you feel like COVID has been a good thing? Do you feel like it's been sort of challenging? And the other thing I always want, I, I find for myself, I'm curious if you feel this as well, I'm fortunate where my, my, my business hasn't been affected by COVID. If anything, it's the reverse and kind of grappling with some guilt as a result of that, right? Like I, it's hard to, um, you know, fully relish success knowing other people, knowing other people are having a really hard time. I'm curious what, you know, your overall experience has been, you know, in the past, you know, six to nine months sort of thing. In the exact same boat as you. I'm one of the lucky, I guess, ones whose businesses have actually thrived during this time. And they feel the guilt. I'm with you because I'm such a, an advocate of small businesses. And we're always, you know, talking or, or supporting each other online and on social media. So this really hurts my heart to see uh, how other businesses suffered and were destroyed because of this. Yet mine is kind of thrived. Um, but I mean, I'm 
I gotta do it is what it is and I'm just you know trying my best to work with it and like you said a lot of people are at home locked down they have money they're not going anywhere and they're spending it on uh upgrades and renovating and redecorating so I got very very busy and uh, a lot of, a lot of what I did was create uh backgrounds for people's zoom calls <laughs> oh that's awesome oh my god what a great idea yeah so wallpaper was doing really really well and it still is uh so i'm very lucky that way that i didn't even occur to me that is so and your wallpaper is so fantastic i i remember uh years and years ago i had a friend who had this like really funky wallpaper from anthropology when they still used to do it and the minute i saw some of your wallpapers that's what i thought because I remember never being able to find anything like super funky and unique that I want in like a bathroom or like a, you know, a, a wall in my office. And the minute I saw your stuff, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. And I mean, that, I think that just, it, it really fits this need, like where, you know, do you, do you think with your products, there's a bigger trend um, towards having fun with your house again versus having it always look um very serious like and, and I mean it's not that there's anything wrong with some of the designs you see um and I certainly don't mean to trash Joanna Gaines I love her style but I do feel like sometimes when I look at that stuff it looks like a really serious home and I know for us you know we've still got youngish kids um you know I want my house to be fun do you think there's a trend towards that um and are you seeing it based on the stuff that you have yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think people are taking a lot more risks now. There's still a lot of people who like to play it safe. I don't like to play it safe. And if you know me and if you come to me with a very uh, safe idea, because I do take custom orders, I'm like, honestly, I don't think I'm the right person to work with because I'm all about bold. I'm all about cheerful and uh, out of the box eccentric style. Um, and I push and I encourage my clients to do that. And I'm always, always thanked afterwards uh, by the clients who I encourage and push to go for these crazy patterns because they're like, how did we not even do this earlier? Like, it makes them so happy. And it's, it actually is very rewarding because I didn't do, I didn't start this business thinking that I'm going to change people's lives in a way. And it's, it, it has been just that it's been so rewarding to hear my clients tell me, oh my gosh, I keep going back into the, to my powder room that I just added this funky wallpaper to like every day, just to look at it. It makes me so happy. I'm like, I, this is, this is why I do this. This makes me feel like it's all worth it. All the sweat, blood and tears uh, that I put into this business. So worth it. That's awesome. I love hearing that and i know for myself being a part of people's in a different way but being a part of the things people enjoy uh as part of their lives with their family um is super rewarding and i, I really especially during sort of the darker moments of, of challenging times of being an entrepreneur and working for yourself um because it can be pretty lonely especially during covid um it has been what keeps you going is knowing that you're just you're adding such joy to people's lives in whatever capacity that is yeah to change someone's spirits and during these tough times is is the ultimate reward honestly no one goes into business or entrepreneurship to for the money because you know there's no money in it at the beginning. Yeah, so yep. you it's do so it, you love it, and you have a passion for it. That's it. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm curious now that we are sort of, I guess, I hate to use the word going back to normal times. What does the next little while look for you? I know um, that on you've got your tiles, you've got some really awesome wallpaper. You did a line of yoga mats, which I yeah. think was probably awesome during quarantine because we were all getting fit. Um, what what do you think the next little while looks like for you? So there's definitely uh, plans in the making, business uh, more business ideas um, in the making and partnerships. Uh, I'm thinking to, to start an apparel line uh, and a lifestyle line. Um, and that's what I'm currently working on with uh, a partner of mine. So hopefully that goes well. Again, it's something that we're all we're both passionate about. Um, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Now, I would be I would sort of be remiss if I didn't ask this. I always try and ask everyone um, for those people who may be listening debating, you know, finally taking that leap, what would your advice be for uh, either a new entrepreneur or someone considering it, um, you know, or was there advice you got that you found helpful that you would want to share? Honestly, just start, just start. Cause I, I used to be notorious for making excuses until I honestly just called myself out on my own BS. Uh, I, I just went for things. I just started going for things and believing in myself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to ignore the outside noise. And because people, when you start, people will make fun and people will, will you know, they, they might not be the most supportive. Don't worry about that. You know, you have to rely on your own strengths sometimes and just trust yourself, have faith and go for it. Even if you fail, at least you won't have regrets. Oh, uh, that. I love that because that's so key because, you know, do you, do you want to at least have tried and know it wasn't a good fit or do you always want to wonder if you had just stuck with it a little bit longer, right? What's that analogy where you like just have to keep digging, but you give up and the next people come and they only have to, you know, for a few more feet and then they've hit gold or whatever have you, that old analogy. But I, I think it's true. It's just it isn't for the faint of heart. It's just, it's super hard. It can be lonely, but I think you really need to be able to enjoy what you do and love like working with the people you work with. Um, because I think that's what gets you through the, the more challenging times. So a good support system. You also have, you have to be self-disciplined. You have to be consistent. You won't reap the rewards right away. You, when, when you plant the seed is not when you see the results. So you have to be very patient. A lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. Cause I, I think, and unfortunately we are a very, um, like we're, we're a culture of, uh, immediate gratification. Yeah. So, and I think entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is one of those things where there's a way more output, especially initially yeah. before you see the input, like, you know, there's, there's months and months of, um, you know, reaching out to people, connecting, finding ways to get in touch with people, finding before there's ever clients, before there's ever clients paying you money, there's yep. so much work to, um, you know, make those connections and, and makes people aware of what you do and who you are, um, that I think, you know, sometimes people don't really realize all of that. And that's, those first three years are the hardest. I think that you really, you got to like grit your teeth. And if you can get through that, you're, you're probably built for this. 
Oh yeah, like you said, three years is, is the time it takes to kind of start reaping the rewards of your hard work. First year, I didn't make any money. I was putting money into this business thinking, what am I doing? Am I ever going to see any money back? Yes, you will. You just have to persevere. You just have to stay very consistent uh, and disciplined. Honestly, those are the three things. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, this has been so fun chatting with you. And I love hearing other people and other people's like journeys and, and their stories, because, you know, even though we're all in different industries, they're so similar. And I always like to be able to share them because I do think there's always that person listening if they're sort of on the fence. Um, you know, I hope it tips them uh, into the into the um, taking a risk category, if you will. I hope so, because the magic honestly is on is on that side of that risk and and in your um, outside of your comfort zone, for sure. Oh, for sure. This has been so wonderful to chat with you, Shay. I, I'm so glad we got to meet and connect. Um, I'm going to share everything um, for people to get in touch uh, via the show notes. And uh, I can't wait for people to hear this episode because I think it's just really you've, you've touched on some really awesome stuff. You have a great message and I can't wait to share it with people. Thanks so much for joining us on the Six to the Sticks podcast. Don't forget to subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Also, sharing is caring, so please spread the word and feel free to send us your questions or comments and any suggestions for future guests you'd like us to feature. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time.